Indeed. Must be time to have that technological chat with our friend Ben Aylett. Uh, by the way, his website, benaylett.com.au. And as we say, one L, two T's in Aylett. Identified right. by his Hawaiian shirts of numerous different colours. And we're still looking for a combi van, which we can paint in Hawaiian oh, colours for yeah. you. Still anyway, would be wild. Yeah. That's all right. Love we, it. we will find it eventually. There's no doubt about that. Helmet has got one somewhere. We just have to <laughs> We just have to get him to cough it up. <laughs> yes, go on. And, and I've found a lot of the uh, really good uh, mechanics of Volkswagens, yeah. a lot of them have got some sort of heritage where someone in their family is called Helmet. I mean, it, it doesn't matter if there's their brother, mother, father or sister or whatever. If someone in, is called Helmet yeah. in their family... They usually know their stuff when it comes to Audi and Volkswagen. Well, when I lived in Northern, there was a fellow like that. He also said, I didn't have an Audi or a Volkswagen, but yeah. um, he, he specialised in Volkswagens. His name was Helmut. Okay. Helmut Gierak. Oh. Mate, he sounded like he'd done his apprenticeship Helmut in Gierak. Stuttgart, you know. Oh. And, and with a surname like Gierak as well, you'd know yeah. he'd be good with steering. Steering yeah. or gearbox. Yep. Yeah. Anything. I'd, I'd be good just, with the hard stuff. He just used to rebuild anything, you know. Oh. Bring in your car. What's it's fallen apart? That's all right. I'll rebuild it. Take it over there. I'll sort it out for you. It's great to know people like that, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And who was it? Geniuses. Somebody um, had a had a Merc, mm-hmm. and it was an older one. He said, oh, I had a bit, few issues with this. He said, I'm sure it's been sorted out now. I said, why is that? said, found a new mechanic. I said, what's his name? He said, Klaus. <laughs> I said, oh, mate. <laughs> it's sorted. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it, there's only one thing better than German engineering, and that's German engineers. Correct. <laughs> and you know something? You look at German engineering, yes. and you realise it's only because the German people never really supported Hitler that they lost the war. If they'd really been behind Hitler, there is no way they would have lost the war with the engineering and technical capability they have. Ah, well, yeah, that's possible. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, mate. Now, you've got something about click frenzy. What's happening there? I mean, I remember when that first started. Yep. Um, there was the issues with people basically crashed the site. They yeah. sorted that out, but there are some other issues on the boil, I see. Yeah, well, Click Frenzy does have a bit of a history. So they did uh, kick off and they didn't quite plan the capacity right and we wound up with Click Fail on year one. Uh, and subsequent years after that, they learnt and they really uh, managed to impress me, actually. They managed to impress me with the way they managed to handle the traffic and actually get a, an online site going. So they've done great things. So I'm really... Uh, Pleased that they've managed to do this, but we've got a bit of a but this this year. So we've got Click Frenzy Mayhem starting in less than 24 hours, and uh, there's been an interview with Grant Arnott, who's the co-owner of Click Frenzy. <clears throat> he gave shoppers tips on how to grab a bargain. One of those tips really concerned me. We'll start with a minor one. Yep. So the, the minor one is turn off ad blockers. I get it. Ad blockers are needed for some functions of the web and they're also <clears throat> vital for some websites to actually get their revenue so they can keep operating. Permission to speak, sir. Granted. Thank you. I would argue that the reason people run ad blockers is because they want to block the ads. Well, so yes. what you need to do is change your act and understand that there is a reason why people are doing this. Mm-hmm. So you're asking people to stop doing something that in most cases they actively decided to do. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, there's that. Turn off ad blockers. Okay, fine. Uh, if we really need to have ad blockers enabled to make the site work, so be it. Once the event is over, if you're using an ad blocker, turn it back on. No big deal. That's easy fix. Yeah. The thing that really concerns me, though, is, uh, and I quote, this is directly from the interview, only MasterCard and Visa will be accepted. I mean, that's okay. 
we recommend putting your preferred settings for payments in your browser's autofill to speed up the process. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, now... It, this is all about making it easier and faster for them. Yes. It has absolutely nothing to do with security, including the security of customers' financial details. Yeah. Okay, so it's it doesn't mean that Click Frenzy is going to have your uh, credit card details like they shouldn't. They still get it like they normally would. Mm. The difference is that if it's being saved in your web browser, and this has been proven, it is possible for some malicious websites to uh, prompt the web browser for a credit card for credit card details off the screen. So they actually put the little field way off the screen where we're not going to see it, Yep. and then it secretly grabs your credit card details. And this is on the malicious websites. Uh, saving credit card information within your web browser is asking for trouble. So if anyone has done it, um, there's two things you can do. You can uninstall that web browser and use another one. Mm. Uh, or to be easy, to, to be absolutely sure, just blast your machine away, start again from scratch, reinstall Windows, mm. reinstall your web browsers and start again. And next time when you're asked to save your credit card details, uh, say no. As simple as that. As a routine, you should say no. Yeah, it is. Now, I understand that not saving the credit card details in the web browser is going to be a pain for people, but I've got a solution. Okay, so you can get the best of both worlds. So you can save your credit card details in, your we in a web browser and still remain relatively safe. Mm. Okay, so here's the tip. For Click Frenzy... And click frenzy only, and for this this event only, install a different web browser. So if you're using Chrome, go and install Firefox or Opera. Use those web browsers for click frenzy. And if you need to save your payment details in that web browser, and then once you're done, you remove it. Blow the browser blow, away. Blow that browser away. Don't use it again. And then okay. keep using your original web browser, and then everything's but fine. why would we want to save the details anyway? I mean, let's face it, all this bit about, oh, you can do it faster, yeah, true, but that's yes. for their convenience, not yours. And if you're buying something, once you've got a whole heap of stuff that you want to buy, and you're going to use your credit card to pay with it, yeah. okay, you fill out your credit card details. I, I have to be honest, I don't see the big deal with that. Yeah. Look, I, I mean, all we're trying to do is make their life easier. Well, mm. until somebody comes up with some form of security that will protect things like that from being taken maliciously, then I really don't see that there's any other sensible alternative. Well, yeah. And, and look, I, I get where Mr Arnott's coming from. I, At the end of the day, uh, Click Frenzy will not be selling any more or any less regardless of whether people save the payment details in their web browsers or not. No, it's the speed it, that people will move through the website. That's what he's concerned about. Yeah, so you want to get people on and then off to the retailer's websites and, yeah. and then let them handle it. Uh, but it is... I'm pretty well, why sure... don't they have two stages? Yeah, you've answered the question as far as I can see yourself. Yeah. You're on the Click Frenzy website. Once you've... Once you've um, got everything up, yep. which you put in your cart, mm -hmm. as, as they often call it. Yep. Once you're ready to pay, why don't you click pay and it's, uh, you know, and let, let's, for want of a better term, say checkout. Yep. Go to checkout, which actually takes works. you to a completely different website, yep. which means then the click fr frenzy website per se is now vacated by you. Yeah. And you're just going onto this other website purely for the process of paying. Yep. Surely yep. that would solve this problem. It's, it's, that's not the problem. 
the the problem is he's trying to help uh, customers, and and I'm pretty sure that's how it's going to work. You get all your deals together, you put them in your basket, and you say, right, I want to check out, and you go to the checkout page, just like any other website. That's how it works. Uh, he he's trying to. Uh, help people get in and out of the checkout page as quickly as possible by saving the payment card information inside the web browser, not the website, in the web browser. So when the yeah. web browser hits but that it's site... it's still vulnerable. In other words, what he's doing is he's asking people to compromise their own security online, mm-hmm. which people like yourself are expending vast amounts of time saying to people, listen, don't, there's yeah. things you don't want to do. There are things that will compromise mm-hmm. your security. Yeah. And yet we have people like this who really, when you get down to it, is only concerned with his own commercial interests and is prepared to sell his customer security down the, pro- down the creek in the process. Well, look, we can't tell what's going on inside uh, Mr Arnott's head. Well, just by uh, what okay. he says. It doesn't matter what's going on inside his head. Just by okay. what he says. And I would argue a person running a website should have enough basic knowledge to know mm. that you don't suggest people do things that is potentially going to leave them vulnerable. Look, I'm willing to cut him some slack. I'm willing to say he didn't do this on purpose. He doesn't have malicious intent behind what he said. I didn't say it had malicious intent. I said careless would be the... Careless or uninformed. There's no way a bloke who's a managing director of a site like that and that uninformed. I don't buy that. Yeah, well, look... Sorry, I don't... Yeah, you you might not, but I'm willing to cut him some slack. Well, I'm not. uh, Yeah, okay. Okay. Maybe (laughs) balance each other out. Hey, Pat. Oh, hi, Chris. Hello, Ben. Hello, Pat. I've got a quick question. Uh-huh. I've got a ZTE Android phone. Nice. And when I turn it off and turn it on, it takes over 10 minutes. Mm. Well, it's taken more than that now. It's taken about 14 minutes wow. to find the Android. Oh, okay. When you start it up, are you able to go yeah. into the settings and see how much of the storage has been used up? Oh, I've probably used I've got a lot of photos in there. There you go. That'll be the, your, your answer. Uh, what you've got oh, to do... Oh, dear. Yeah, <laughs> just like any other device, regardless of whether it's running Android, iOS, Windows or Mac or even Linux, it doesn't matter. When they get full and the storage starts to run down, they've got less of that ah. free storage to play with to keep things moving quickly. So... The best thing you can do once you get it started up, uh, now if you're using Android, that means you're tied into Google, you've got a Google account. I'm sure you've got Google Photos installed somewhere on that Android yeah, phone. I'll transfer it to my Google Yes, absolutely. Photos on my computer then. Yep. Uh, Google Photos is actually one of those apps that I recommend everyone uses, whether it, uh, you're an Android user or an iPhone user. Yeah. Uh, it is a great service that allows you to automatically upload any photos you've taken to the Google Photos system and it then oh, frees thanks. up the space on your phone. I didn't even think of that. Yeah. <laughs> you said about space, yeah. yeah. And my son gave me a smartphone the year before last, but I had to give it back because I'm not smart. <laughs> so then he... You just weren't willing to learn. It has nothing whatsoever oh, to do with intelligence. No. Yeah, and you've got a smartphone. I'm not no, smart. Rubbish. But you were a counsellor and all the rest of it and half-decent one. And I managed it really too. well, yeah. but this is really annoying. It is. You know? Yeah. Oh, look, I'm with you there. When when phones run down on um, storage and they get slow, it's as annoying as mm. hell. You, you Why don't, don't they just it pop is. up a dialogue box saying, got too much junk in here, let's have a clean-out, please? Doesn't oh, any computer nerd have... <laughs> they need to have a sense of humour, don't they, Pat? Oh, you I, I reckon so, you should put your... You? You, you know, when you put your name in the phone, you should come up and say, hey, Pat, listen... 
you got to have a clean out because I'm just yeah. overloaded here and I can't go very fast. And you kind of understand <laughs> that. Go, okay, fair enough. We'll get some of the junk out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Bit like my brain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can only hold so much, can't we? Definitely. Absolutely. Good on you, Pat. Thanks very much for that. Thanks for calling, Pat. Uh, by the way, if you'd like to have a chat to Ben, 922 is our telephone number. Ben Aylett's here from Easy Wireless. His website is benaylett.com.au. One L, two T's in Aylett. And by the way, it's A-Y. Like it's A-Lit. Ben Aylett's here. We're doing the technology thing from uh, Easy Wireless. His website, by the way, is benaylett.com.au. Uh, Keith made a really interesting observation. Yes. Uh, Keith is blind. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he said, I can't see the cab driver or the shop assistant, so therefore my credit card never leaves my hand. So when he's paying for something, no matter what, he always keeps it in his hand. Yep. You know something? There's a lot those of us with 100% vision could learn from that. Yeah. Simply saying, well, okay, I've got a hold of it. Mm -hmm. I've noticed sometimes people are very, very... Um, quick to take the card from you. Yep. And sometimes to put it in places where you can't see it. And I remember saying to one girl once, don't keep the card where I can see it. Yep. And she looked at me, right, with an expression on her face that suggested that she wasn't pleased with what I just said. Mm -hmm. And had we not been in a customer um, employee relationship, that she probably would have told me where to go and how to get there. <laughs> and I thought, and, and you know what it was? It was because it was inconvenient. Yeah. They well, they obviously had they had the device under the counter somewhere, and I did take the time. I said to her, "If somebody has tinkered with that machine, and I don't know you with the greatest of respect, mm -hmm. right? It's my card that then gets yes. juiced." Yes, I said that's all well and good. I said, "Sure, I'll be able to go to the bank, and they'll ultimately ultimately end up reimbursing me, so that won't mm -hmm. be an issue." Yep. But here's the point. If there is something dodgy in that machine and you've had no part in it, you're going to end up getting blamed for it. Yeah, yeah. If the machine is above the counter, I can see it, mm -hmm. and we can all see the transaction, Yep. then we it's can be comfortable board. with it. It's all yeah. above board, and your argument is, well, the customer had the card in his possession all the time. Security cameras will show that. Yep, and this is an ideal time for one of my stories about being fleeced with a credit card scam. Yeah. Uh, this is many, many years ago. I uh, I went and bought something, I think it was at a convenience store, I'm just guessing is where it happened, and I was in the habit of handing the card over, they'd scan it, and then they'd hand their, hand their card back to me. And I was scammed, so they tapped the card twice. The first tap was to gain my credit card information, which was then collated and sold off on the black market. The second uh. tap was actually to pay for the purchase. So they went, first tap, and they go, oh, that didn't work, tap again, and this is all under the counter, and then they, they said, okay, it's all done, everyone's happy, I'm not suspicious. Roll around to later that year, uh, was it the night before Anzac Day, I get a call from Westpac, and Westpac said, uh, are you in Gallipoli at the moment? Are you in Turkey? I said, no, I'm not. They said, well, okay, we've just seen $8,000 worth of rugs and silver purchased on your card in Turkey. And, uh, yeah, so obviously I was a little concerned about this. And so they, what they do, block the transaction, did they? They, they, re, they uh, reversed the transaction, canned the card, and I, I've got to say to Westpac's credit, they really jumped on it yep. and they sorted it out. But it, it highlighted to me, and from that day forward, 
I have never let my card leave my hand. When I'm paying for something, if I'm using PayPass, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the cashier might reach for the card and I'll sort of pull back a bit and they'll look at me and I'll say, look, and then I tell them the story. I say, I was, I was fleeced by about eight or $9,000 a few years ago and then you know, that, it sort of snaps into place and they go, oh, right, okay, understand, no problem. And everyone gets it. So there is nothing wrong and there's nothing rude about saying, no, I'll hang on to my card. You can hold out your card reader or you can hand the card reader to me. I'll tap it and hand it back to you because I'm the one who's putting more trust in everyone else. Yes. If I was to hand yeah. you the card, it's a bigger deal to me to have that compromise than it is for you to have uh, while that, those few seconds that I've got that card reader in my hand, mm. the very worst that can happen is I can drop it and break it. Yeah, the and you're insured worst. anyway, and even if, if that you, happens. You're, you're insured, yes, it'll be yeah. an inconvenience and everything, but at least it's not going to be uh, pulling five figures down from my mortgage, mm. <laughs> which we don't want. And a lot of people understand it because they put themselves in your shoes and they say, ah, right, okay, no problem. Mm. Geez, that must have been scary. And you start a nice story and you have a nice conversation and – yeah, thanks very much. Have a nice day. Ta take it and everyone's good. It seems to me the one big issue going forward is always going to be security. I mean, more and more Ugh. we're going to do stuff electronically. Mm -hmm. um, they're now starting realistically, I think, to talk about the time when we ultimately are a fully cashless society. Oh, yeah. It's on the horizon. It right? is. We can definitely see it coming. Mm. Um, and when that happens... steps to it. Yep. And when that happens... And, of course, you can see all the reasons why they'll justify it, you know, black economy, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, yeah. thousand and one reasons why they'll justify it. Mm -hmm. But the big problem, of course, comes when we're doing everything electronically and there is no security. The other problem, of course, comes with the fact that we might be hooked up to the NBN. Nothing works anyway. Good day, John. <laughs> good day, Ben, as well as Chris. Um, yeah, our friends, the NBN. Yeah. I'm... I joined Telstra at the same time Moses did. Okay. And then I, I elected to stay with them for more than one reason. And uh, and so signed up, up to NBN last week, mm -hmm. and it was agreed that the tech would come out in two to three weeks' time on a nominated day and time ranges. And I get up this morning, my landline's not working. Okay. I've just got a noise on the handset, but mm -hmm. nothing else. Yep. Makes, I did all the, uh, the uh, routine checks around the house. Yep. And knew it was uh, outside. Get on to faults and get told, I oh, know you've gone over to NBN. Okay. Now. Yeah. And I've, I think what I've, barely, you've been to my, uh, my place, I'm the bloke that works at Carnarvon. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know the loud in my place. Yep. The wall phone is in the kitchen, and the and the Telstra line comes in in behind it. Okay, there is an AS eight. There's a cable running from the um, of the socket, basically. Yep. To the to the computer room mm -hmm. with the ADSL cable. Okay. Now, yep. do I need to have, have run a cable? from the wall phone in the kitchen area to the modem. That's, that's pretty much the angle I was going to take. When we go over to the NBN, 
uh, and you're yeah. you're actually still dealing still dealing with your original internet service provider. So if you were a Telstra person before the NBN came, you're still the Tel- Telstra person after they come, unless you've gone to a different internet service provider. So the NBN are not the people you should be dealing with. You should be dealing with your telecommunications provider. In this case, I guess it would be Telstra. Dealing with my telecommunications provider. Yes. So who who are you yeah. still getting your internet through? Is it still through Telstra? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stayed with Telstra, yeah. Excellent. All right. So uh, if you do have a problem, you contact uh, and you deal with Telstra. You do not ever deal with the NBN. That is not your job. So that's the point. No, I understand. Okay, great. Yeah, I understood that, Ben. Okay, so that's out the way. When we get ourselves signed over to NBN, the phone line, uh, the way it works changes. So it stops being the normal phone line that we can just whack a, a speaker or a microphone on, which is essentially the old phones that we've had forever. Yeah. And yep. you can shout analog signals down the line. That's changed. It's now all digital. And what you need now is to have your phone plugged into your NBN modem, which then converts your analog shouting down the line into digital ones and zeros, which then go down the NBN line through to the rest of the world. Okay. okay, I might I might have an easy out, a temporary out here anyway. Yep, is to take the wall phone off the wall mm-hmm. and plug it into the modem right beside the modem. Perfect, and it also operates cordless handsets. Excellent. That's the way to go. Absolutely. So that might be that might be a simple solution. That's what I'd recommend. So if you have a look at your modem that's been supplied to you by Telstra, you'll notice uh, an additional port. I think it's either a a blue or a grey port. That's a green a, port. A green port. Okay. So yes, a yep. green port is where you plug your old telephone equipment into. Yep. And it should still work as long as it's not one of those spinny decadic uh, decadic dialing. Ones. No, no, no. Uh, it's it's um, oh, hang on the other one. Oh, indent. Yeah. It's, it's an indent with with three cordless handsets. Perfect. I yep. I check with in indent at Wang, Wangara. Yep. And they said no. It is um, in NBN capable. Awesome. Beautiful. Good stuff, John. That's the way to go, mate. Yeah. So we plug your uh, wireless your cordless base station into your modem. Uh, into the green port, I'm uh, guessing, and you're good to go. Excellent. Let us know how you go with that, John. Uh, 922 is the uh, telephone number if you'd like to have a chat to Ben. By the way, the website, benaylett.com. That's A-Y-L-E-T-T.com. Yep, Ben Aylett's here from Easy Wireless. Benaylett.com.au is the website if you'd like to have a chat. Man's identical. Identical? No, I meant to say identifiable. We can <laughs> identify him. Uh, by his Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sort of got to have a got to love that. It's amazing how so many people get confused with the whole phone system to the um, to the NBN. Well, and and the problem is, yeah. even if you have the NBN, yeah. and you don't have a computer, as some of our older listeners don't, yeah. the problem you run into is if all you have is your plain old telephone system mm-hmm. that was first installed. When Robert Menzies was Prime Minister, yeah, I know, and telephones yeah. were handled by the PMG, <laughs> yep, all that sort of stuff, it doesn't matter. You're still going to have to convert your phone, which is where it gets. And I think this is something that Rhonda wants to touch on. Oh, uh, okay. Hello, Rhonda. 
Hi, guys. Yeah, I don't know if it's a silly question or not. There's no such thing as a silly question. <laughs> silly questions are the only ones you haven't asked yet. Correct. Okay. Now, now my phone's with the MBN yep. and it's connected to a PowerPoint. Awesome. If I want to turn the power off, what, what? happens? The phone like stops if working. I want to go away and turn the power off at the house. Yeah. What yep. happens to the phone and the uh, internet? Uh, it all stops working. So when it's got, when you've got no power. Uh, yep. It all stops working when you turn it back on. In a few minutes' time, everything will start working again. So it's okay to leave mm. it off for for weeks and then come back and yeah. turn it on, and mm. everything will be back to normal. Absolutely. So if you are going away, there's nothing wrong with turning it off. Oh, great! I was uh, a bit worried about that. I thought, oh, no. That, that, <laughs> and you know what? That is not a silly question at all. That's all actually right. a very legitimate question, and uh, it helps a lot of people. So thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thanks a lot for that, Rhonda. Like we said, the only silly question is the one you don't ask. Exactly. But mind you, am I correct in assuming then the downside to the NBN with a phone only Mm -hmm. is if the power goes off, unlike in the good old days, when the power would go off, you'd still use the phone. Now you can't, correct? Yes, there is that change. Uh, There are ways around it, though. So if if you do have a phone line, you want to make sure it's running all the time, the best way to keep it going is to use something called an uninterruptible power supply, or UPS for short, or battery backup. Oh, uh, gotcha. You can, you can use that to keep the modem running. Good day, John. Good evening, Chris. Good evening, Ben. Uh, just a quick question. Yes. I went on to the NBN uh-huh. quite a number of months ago, about six, seven months ago. Yep. And ever since then, I haven't had my landline. Yep. It just hasn't connected. I've called Telstra, who are my uh, providers. Mm-hmm. I've uh, been talking to so many people. Mm-hmm. They've been telling me what I should do. I've been plugging in wires, taking out wires, right. looking at wall sockets and everything, and nothing. I just haven't got my landline back ever since I went over to the NBN. <clears throat> okay. Now, yep. can I ask them for a refund on my landline that I've been paying for all these bloody months? Well, that <laughs> you haven't I, had. So I haven't had, and I just, I just don't know what to do. My well, wife needs it. Absolutely, you can. I mean, if they're if you're paying for a service that isn't provided, you bet you can ask for a refund. If you have any issue with that, mate, I suggest you go to the telecom uh, telecommunications industry ombudsman, otherwise known as the TIO. Yep, and explain to them. But absolutely, if they if you're paying for a service for which you have not been provided, yeah. you are absolutely entitled to a refund. I mean, I like the call centre. But after ringing on 20, 30, 40 times, and yeah, they're all telling you the same thing, you get very annoyed. That's yeah. what happens when you go to systems that read idiot cards, mate. If customer says this, go to question four. If customer says that, go to question four. Mate, it drives you insane. Mm. Yep. Okay, so um, refund and then ombudsman. Yep. yep. And, John, most importantly, when you're talking to them, make sure you get a reference number for your fault. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that is most important. If you don't have a a reference number, you don't have a case. Okay. Thank you very much. No worries, John. Thank you very much for that, John. Frustrating. Oh, yeah. Drives you nuts. Good day, John. Oh, am I on now? Yes, Yes, you, John. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, mate, we're we're faster service than any (laughs) phone company (laughs) around here. Hey. Yeah, I'm in Bunbury. I just... uh, I'm legally blind, right. and I heard you say a moment ago about this tap and go yep. with the with the card. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, the ANZ Bank tells me that that you know that provide if I lose the card or it's stolen or anything, 
notify them immediately and through this group called Falcon, yes. they will they will uh, cover it, you know, provide you notify them immediately yes. or straight away. Mm-hmm. But when you, I heard you say that that if you tap it, you know, if you give it to somebody and they tap it twice, yeah. Now, according to what the my bank tells me, it will only register once. Mm, uh, well, yes, if they're registering it with a, um, if they're using a, a, a proper card reader. In in the scenario uh, that Ben was talking about, what they had was two readers. And the first one they hit was the reader to read the card information. The yep. second one they hit uh, was the see. authentic bank machines. So they had two machines running in parallel. That's yep. what happened there. They, they had a sneaky uh, reader. Yeah, 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 yeah. I keep a close watch on you know my money side of things all the time. If I Good. think that I'm out, I'll straight away ring the bank. But the point is that you know. Uh, but I have been guilty of handing my card to the other person. Just tap it. You know? Yeah. But I'm watching them. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching them, and of course, it's usually you know just the normal, the normal FPOS machine. Uh-huh. So, uh huh. So. Yeah, well, that's good. Look, as, as long as you're watching it, but uh, I'm always of the school of thought that uh, if it's not in my hands and if it suddenly mm-hmm. goes out of view, there's nothing I can do about it. No. I'd much rather have it in my hands at all times. Keep it in view. Thank you yeah. very much for your call, John. Nice to hear Thank from you. you. All right. Speaking of John's, I think our <laughs> friend John out in Belmont has solved his problem. G'day, John. Yeah, g'day again, fellas. Look at that. He solved yeah, his we're, problem. We're bloody geniuses. It works. <laughs> well done, John. And I can swap the can swap the phones over, and I don't have to run a cable. Fantastic. And oh, the other trap is too when it sends it to my mobile from message bank. Yeah. And then it asks for your your landline number, mm-hmm. which I retain, and then your PIN number. Oh, yes. My PIN number didn't work no. because you've got to start off with a default PIN yep. of four zeros. Yes, that's no right. No one tells you about it. Oh, no, oh, okay. no. Right. No, they do. Yeah. Now, so, if, if, yeah, go on. Quick. Yeah, so uh, yeah, anyone who's getting a new service uh, with the NBN new phone and you've got to get your PIN sorted out, uh, never leave it as four zeros. No. Number one job, change it. Yeah, all you have to do is change it. But in the first instance, mm. as John pointed out, he already had a PIN. Yes. You have to remember that you've got the four zeros and then you have to change it again, even if yep. you change it back to what was your old PIN. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's you, fine. You could do that, yeah. Well, I mean, your old PIN on a phone isn't going to matter. Right, it's DTMF. It's yeah. on a secured line. It's not yeah. on the internet. Different scenario. Yeah, well, coming from the security world, I, I handle things a little differently, but hey, that's I mean, just you, you, Well, yeah, but you've got a four-digit pin, and I'd argue that uh, you've got something that is actually connected. Yeah. Um, it's not on the internet. See, the problem I always see with the internet's all out there in the wild. Mm. Anyway, that's all we have time for, Ben, oh, as always. Okay. Thank you very much for that. All right. Uh, don't forget, benaylitz.com.au is the website. That's where you'll find all the contact information.